Hey America, you have found it. It's the Loftus Party. We got a big show. So much to talk about this week. So much. Uh, we got a. Uh, it's a little different. We got a little curveball. Of course, we're joined again by the one and only uh, Liberty Gypsy. I don't know where you've you've uh, parked your caravan this week, but hopefully <laughs> somewhere great. How's it going, Stace? It's going very well, thank you. Interesting week for sure. Yes. Yeah. We got. Uh, we got the inauguration of Donald Trump. We've got protesters in the street. We got women's marches. We've got so much stuff. And uh, we're joined by a buddy of mine here in the studio, here in my Long yes. Island studio. Uh, we got Pete Corrielli. Pete, how's it going? What's man? up? I'm finally a guest. Finally. I've been looking forward to be on this puppy for a while, man. All right. So uh, just a little history for the folks. You have a very... Uh, successful podcast. Uh, you and some other guy. I don't know his name. Sebastian Maniscalco, Pete and Sebastian <laughs> show. Yes, yeah. Now, Pete and Sebastian how long show. have you guys been doing that? About four years. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. that's one episode a week? Uh, yeah, we tried two for a while, and then that became crazy, and then we started doing one. And even that, you know, it gets tough. But, um, yeah, that's what we do. All right. Full disclosure, uh, Stacy, Liberty Gypsy, uh, Pete and I met... We were both hired to tell jokes for Jameson Irish Whiskey. Yes. We traveled the country. Yeah. We traveled the country uh, with a, a dude named uh, Billy Gardell, who you might know from Mike and Molly, Steve Byrne from, uh, what was his show? Steve's Su Place. Sullivan and Son. Sullivan and Son. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Pete and I would uh, go fly around the country, drink a lot of whiskey, and uh, tell jokes and have a good time. And now, uh, more full disclosure, we're both writing on this uh, Kevin James show. Which is awesome. Yes. Now, yeah. I have to say, when we used to do the whiskey tour, <laughs> which is when I met Loftus, you know when you meet somebody and you just click? I mean, we used to go to the bars afterwards and hang out. And I have to say, I was driving the other day in my car. And I don't know if you want to get into it now. But nevertheless, if I could make an, a comedy album of the best stories ever told to me over beers in a bar, one in the middle of that album would be Lofty telling me about writing jokes for David Copperfield. <laughs> and David Copperfield shortchanging Lofty on cash, trying to prorate it, paying him per act. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we were in San Fran. Me and you got there a night early. You told me that story at the bar. I never forget. It's one of my favorite stories ever told at a bar. Yeah. First of all, I right. never heard David Copperfield tell a joke. And well, second here's of all, the deal. Hmm. It, well, this, the abridged version is David Copperfield, he gets volunteers out of the audience, and it takes a lot of time for the volunteers to come up. So he just needed patter. He just needed patter. And ah. so... Uh, that's that's what I was that's what I was writing for him. Yeah, but first you go, I have to say, <clears throat> to see the show, and you were saying like his stand up in between. I'm not going to disparage uh, David I know, Copperfield. You're saying it needed some work. That's it, all. It needed a little it needed work. A little punch up. Dave, like, he's a great magician, not the best stand up. Right, right. Not the best stand up. So, so anyway, go ahead. I was going to say back to the whole Jameson whiskey tour. I know you're Irish, Michael. Does that mean Pete is as well? I don't know. What's your background? Half Irish, half Italian. There you go. So he likes to uh, drink whiskey and eat pasta. Yeah, the, see, the ironic part, can I say where we are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, writing for the Kevin James show, Lofty has an apartment out in uh, basically, yeah, Levittown. And right around the corner from here is where my parents went to high school. We don't, they don't, I didn't grow up out here. I mean, I didn't grow up here, but 
So, um, but this is right here. This is the heart of World War II, Irish, Italian, <laughs> Levitt houses, where you get the mm -hmm. free TV if you buy the house. <laughs> Everybody's Irish and Italian. I like to live in, in historic places. Yeah. This is Irish and Italian. So, wait, you grew up around here, so you've been here for the 4th of July, obviously. Oh, yeah, we do it just like this. It's, oh, yeah. it's the most amazing 4th of July. This year, uh, this 4th of July, I'm going to take video. I'm going to take video and post it, because I don't think the rest of America will believe yeah, it. Yeah. It is the most patriotic. Everybody's got their flags out. The fireworks displays start the instant the sun goes down. They go till 2 in the morning. It's everybody on the street. And this will be the first year with Big T, baby! It's going to be extra special. We're going to get more fireworks. All right. Everyone, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> You're all going to stop whining when everybody... Got more money. I think you can tell Pete's a little excited about Donald Trump. Yes. Just a little. <laughs> Stacy, not very excited about Donald it's Trump. Just, she's got she's got a wait and see attitude, I which is helpful. But yes. that's that's okay. That's okay. That's right. There's nothing wrong with that. No. I just don't get I just I just I don't really understand the whole I mean it's as simple as when he went into to 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 you know, can you want handouts? We've been doing that for 30 years. I mean, opened up his office. We've been doing that for 30 years. I'm going to give you a job. Why don't we try that? Why don't we try that? So so is that such a bad thing? No. Here's the here's the great thing. It's like before the election, we both kind of had theories that everyone was saying, I'm not voting for the guy. He's a menace. He's a menace. He's dangerous. And then when they got behind the curtain, they're going to go, click, yeah. Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, who did that? Who? You? Me? Not me. Who? You? <laughs> We all knew that was going to happen, baby. I'll tell you, by the way, it is official that from now, probably until the end of the history of America, any first lady will always be vying for the second most attractive first lady of all time. She knocks it out it's, of the park, it's, right? But she's a supermodel. So what she, it's so funny when she's next to Trump. It looks like he's always just coming out of like some sort of movie preview, premiere, right? <laughs> Don't you want to know what she's thinking? Uh, no. <laughs> No more than any other of the first ladies. No disrespect. I know they're going to be in the presidency, and that's fine. Every Behind every great man is an even greater woman. I get that. But we, we didn't vote for that lady, so it's like, you know, it's. I feel like whether you're a first lady and you decide to do nothing but just be a mother and, the, and a supporting wife, yeah. or whether you have a cause, that should be a personal decision. I don't feel like you're obligated to do See, that. Yeah, I think that started with uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. Right, Stacey? Like, she'd be like... The, well, the first mean, one other, was like some other first ladies took very prominent public roles, but I don't think that Melania is going to be in that role. That is Ivanka's role. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I, I, I really think, think. I think at the inauguration, you saw about as much of Melania as you are going to see for the next four years. I tell you, somebody posted well, that's like, a little disheartening. <laughs> not that she won't appear places, but she's not going to be in front of a microphone. She's not going to be a close advisor to her husband. She's not. I, she wasn't. She didn't talk during the campaign at all. Yeah, barely. I know somebody like reposted like a picture of her naked, you know, laying on some bearskin rug, and they're like, "This is your first lady." And I'm like, "She's smoking hot." <laughs> oh man. I mean, I have like. Like I got, I got no big problem with beautiful people being yeah. naked, and yeah. like I got so like yeah. that could be on the poster. Yeah. Vote Trump. By the way, you know who the other first lady would have been a man. There's <laughs> a blue stained dress from a 19 year old confused girl. 
How sad is that? Wouldn't you rather just have a nice hood ornament in Milani? I just don't get it. I just don't get it. They're out there protesting now. What, what about the woman? I, I okay, so well, this is... Go ahead, Stacey. I was Sorry. just going to say, it cracks me up because somebody actually sent me the same picture. And I said, wait a minute. You all are third wave feminists that sponsor things like slut walks and, and think a woman should have a right to do anything she wants to do. So what if she posed? Who yeah. are you? I mean, this is so contrary to everything else you say that you now have a problem with this. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of it's where it's like nailing Jello to a wall. You know, with, when Miley Cyrus is out doing a big concert show, I don't freak out when she has a big inflatable dick and she's singing a song. I'm like, okay, she's doing that thing where she's being radical and yay, hooray, go Miley. And then Melania Trump is naked on a on a rug at a professional photo shoot, and yeah, I got that. That that's not yeah. the sword cutting both ways. That's just the same sword. Well, Madonna, Madonna, I'll give you a blowjob if you vote for Hillary. And now we're right. going to complain we, about Melania on a bare oh rug. My, I mean, the hypocrisy is just real. Yeah, yeah. Now, did you hear what Madonna said yesterday that everybody's got their panties in a twist about? No. Madonna at the women's march, she says. Uh, uh, I've thought a lot about blowing up the White House, but I know that won't solve anything, right? So she's saying violence is not the answer. However, uh, everybody is cherry-picking just the first part. Like, Madonna's threatened to blow up the White House. No, no, she didn't. Like, I, I can't stand that when, when people just take a little— It's what I hated when, when, when Donald Trump is like, uh, they're talking about Mexicans. They're sending criminals. They're sending drug dealers. They're rapists. Uh, some of them are good people, but like everybody cut off that part where he said some of them are good people to make it, they, they wanted yeah. to frame the arc. Yeah. So I didn't like it when they did it to Trump, and now I don't like it when they're doing it to Madonna. Yeah. Well, Boom. I, yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's crazy the level of hypocrisy. And here's a word that I think we should ban from the Eng English language. I'm not into banning things generally, but this has become really destructive. Nobody can say Nazi anymore. Oh, I'm going to write a Nazi song at this point. I'm going to write guitar. a Nazi song? I'm thinking about it, like how just everybody's yeah. a Nazi. Yeah. You know, everybody's a Nazi, Trump. I mean, it's just... And then There's... Chris Matthews Chris Matthews did it again the other day on MSNBC at, at Trump's inauguration. He's like, well, that, that had a real, like, uh, Hitlerian... And I've never heard Hitlerian before. Oh. Hitlerian tone to it. Really? And it, it, it's not even, I said it had a very nationalist, isolationist tone to it. That would be correct. But the U.S. has been nationalist and isolationist before. It's not a new thing. I don't agree with it, but hey, whatever. He got elected into office. But here's Ashley Judd in front of all these throngs of women wearing genitals on their head. Oh, Ashley. Oh, my <laughs> And she says, we've traded in, it, Hitler is in the streets. We have traded in a mustache for a toupee. I'm like, seriously, guys, can we stop with the Hitler stuff? He is the first president ever to take office and support gay marriage. He invited a transgender to his inauguration. His daughter and grandchildren are Jewish. So what does that make um, Kushner, Ivanka's husband? Does that make him a capo? Right. It goes back uh, to what we said. We've been saying it on this show for like a, a month and a half. It's like these people are going to be so bummed out when he's not Hitler. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. and this is yeah. this is the other thing that I want to say publicly. I keep talking about this around the office and stuff. And Can I interject? Go, please, please. Uh, by the way, with Ashley Judd, she used to be married to the race car driver Dario and. 
Ferretti, something like that. You Yo, can Google the, it. The, the, the IndyCar driver. Yes. The yeah. Formula One. The best there is. And uh, they're no longer together. The last time he won the Indy 500, she went into the circle to give him a hug and a kiss during his moment. And I could tell, as a viewer, not even a race car fan, I'm like... He's not into her. He's trying to get her out of the circle. Look at her. She's dangling. I don't think this is going to last. Three months later, he dumped her. And I think they went home that night, and he was like, what the fuck? Get out of the circle. So she's off the deep end, all right? The only time she's relevant is when she's at a Kentucky basketball game. That's it. Yeah. I tell you, it's sad about Ashley Judd. But I do love her. She's adorable. Oh, she used to be. She used to be. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, she officially fell off the list. What is, what is you she know you have that list. I don't know if you and your wife have the list. And Meryl Streep fell off when she got a last award. Oh, we'll get to Not Meryl Streep. that I want to be with her, but well, I don't even want to meet her now. Is Ashley Judd on your list of uh, celebrities you'd like to be oh, with? She's my biggest crush of all time. Yes. She would have fallen off your list yesterday. Really? Well, yeah. she fell off when he pushed her out of the circle. <laughs> I could tell. It was awkward for everybody. I think she's mental. Yeah. I, I mean, think I, so. I think she's really, she might have some issues, Some she yeah. needs some medication. So what's the other point? I want to cut you off. The other point you want to make. Oh, the point I want to make is here's what's going to drive me crazy. All these people, like the Women's March yesterday, and we got to stop Donald Trump, and he's Hitler, and he's worse than Hitler, and he's Mussolini, and he's the embodiment of pure evil, and he's not, right? And, 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 and he won't be. And then they're going to think that, like, we did it. Like, we did it. We stopped him. We kept him. Like, they're going to think they actually did something when they didn't do anything. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah. That's absolutely. like, you know, talking about, I'm oh, gonna... oh, he's going to do what we already know he's going to do. And they're going to think it's because they're out there now. Right. Because they're protesting, yeah. they're going to think, oh, we kept him in check. And like, yeah. no, that's that's what he was going to do anyway. Yeah. That's yeah. like when you come Zero up with effect. a great joke and you're like, then an orange unicorn comes out. And another guy in the room goes, make it red. And they go, oh, good thinking. <laughs> Yeah, we are. Yeah, but um, the thing with the news too is I really feel like my I know someone in my life closely. uh, One of my my mother in law who's very much into uh, the Democratic side, anti Trump, anti Trump. And I said to Jackie, she's uninformed. I said to my wife, she's uninformed. And uh, my wife goes, No, she's not. She watches the news all the time. And I'm like, Well, that's exactly my point, man. And people now, you just gotta sift through the news like like pulling gold out of a sand sifter because yeah and you got to just be overly intelligent about what's true and what's not it's ridiculous what they buy into there's uh which which brings us to another uh great story did you see the uh the the sean spicer thing yesterday stace yeah (laughs) i thought that was great what's that i thought it was great well i mean here here here's the thing in my mind right i think it's bad strategy that's just me I thought it was wonderful strategy. Uh, wow. Here's, but it, but just to get Pete and everybody, here's what happened. Uh, you know, all day long at this at this big women's march, they're going, oh, this these are more people than showed up at the inauguration by far, by far, by far. And the New York Times showed a picture of here's how many people came to Obama's. Uh, uh, inauguration, and here's how many people came to Trump's inauguration. Oh, and then someone else, I think it was from like Time Magazine or the New York Times or something, also tweeted out that Trump had taken out the the uh, little statue, the, the the bust of Martin Luther King's head. Like he took it out of the Oval Office. It, it, it was there. Nobody touched it at all. Yeah. So everybody's up in arms like, oh, my gosh, he, it's day one, and he got rid of Dr. King. Well, how could you they know? write that, though? They just did. 
and then uh, the, 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 the bust is still there, and then the guy from the Times, after everybody's losing their mind about it on social media, the guy from the Times or Time Magazine uh, goes, oops, my bad. Uh, some guy, I guess a Secret Service guy might have been standing in front of it, you know, my bad. So, so yesterday, Trump's press secretary comes out, and uh, he's just like so wound up. He's like, that, that part I didn't like. He was so wound up and so like shaky and nervous. He's like, we're putting you on notice. If you guys are going to report uh, fake news, then we're going to we're going to put you on notice and we're going to correct you. If you're going to be if you're going to be adversarial with us, we're going to be adversarial with you. Uh, we did not move the uh, MLK bust. We did not do it. And to report that we did is uh, irresponsible. I mean, like he was like really wound up. Now, the message was great. The way he delivered it was not good. And then he got into uh, a thing about uh, nobody knows how many people came to Trump's inauguration. Nobody knows why. Because the National Park Service doesn't release those kind of numbers. They can't track those kind of numbers. And then in the next breath, he goes, so here's the numbers. We <laughs> Which kind of undercut his whole argument. Yeah. You know, but it's like, uh, I, I thought it was great. I'm totally down for the Trump administration, administration having an, an adversarial role with reporters. I'm not saying so much that, and I'm not saying that they don't need to find different ways to communicate their message. I'm saying the battle he decided to pick was silly because the mainstream media already looked silly to the vast number of people that support the Trump and Trump administration because during the primaries and during the general election, they didn't care about rally size. They thought it was indicative of nothing. So to start reporting on crowd sizes now looks completely ridiculous. That's an awesome point. That is an (laughs) awesome point because I remember that. I remember Trump would have these giant rallies, and they're like, you know what? Rallies don't equal votes. You know, you can have a big uh, big rally, but it doesn't equal votes. Well, Turns here- out it can. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other point is this. Just because you're popular doesn't mean you're correct. Populism, by definition, is what's popular. And sometimes, as we all learned in high school, what's popular is really stupid. <laughs> Right. And then, <laughs> so, however, there's there's other times when popular is right. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's no. Yeah. It's like if it's raining and everyone says uh, it's not, then, of course, you can go. All right. This is now re- reached giant levels of horseshit. Uh, it's raining. I'm going to grab an umbrella. Well, it, and I think it, that's it, where well, America that's... is. We were we've been told for the last eight years it's not raining, it's not raining, it's not raining. And Donald Trump's like, okay, it's raining. Should we like grab umbrellas now? And yeah. America's like, yeah. yeah. And then people are like, he's a Nazi with his Nazi umbrella sales. Well, I guess it's better than the nipple umbrella people were carrying yesterday. That was great. And I don't know how to make this into a tweet, but like women carrying nipple umbrellas for for women's power. Women dressed as uh, vaginas for women's powers. Women wearing uh, pussy hats. These knit mm-hmm. pink caps. Yeah. They're actually kind of adorable. Uh, there's I call only them vaginal fedoras. Right. There's only one uh, thing they left out. I don't. I didn't know how to tweet it. But like, okay, we got our nipple umbrellas. We got our pussy hats. Who's going to be the asshole? <laughs> <laughs> I guess the we're chick's all that boyfriend, old. the chick's boyfriend that's carrying her nipple umbrella. Oh gosh, that was the that was kind of <laughs> sad to watch all the dudes wearing the like I'm with you, sister, yeah. and they're putting on the the knit pink caps and like okay, I get it, oh. I get it. Well, you know when you were talking about the Nazi aspect of it, I'm fascinated right now. I'm reading this book called Nothing to Envy, and it's about uh, some people that uh, escaped from North Korea. Okay, and they're talking about life there, starting with the first dictator who died already, you know, in the 
and then uh, Kim Jong Il. Yeah, and then this, he Daddy. might be the, like, the other day to a few people, and I go, "Man, this book is fascinating. You have to have a portrait of this guy hanging in your house, and it can, it's the only thing allowed to be hanging on your wall, and because he's the only one that matters, and it comes with a little wooden box." That comes with a white cloth in it that you're expected to use only to keep the picture clean. It's government-issued picture. And the police come once a month randomly to check <laughs> on the picture. And if it's not clean, you go to the labor camps for, like, years. <laughs> and I tell that to some people thinking it's so unbelievable. And they go, we're not far from that. And you're like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what Trump is going to do. He's going to offer the official yeah. family portrait. Uh, you have to hang it in your home. Yeah. That's... Besides, Trump's going to go, if they go, sir, we should have a portrait of you in every home. He would literally go, don't they already? <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed. <laughs> no, but seriously, like the best thing I saw from that march yesterday, and I say best very ironically because it's so hypocritical, was a bunch yeah. of people taking American flag print and turning it into hijabs. That it's it's weird. It's like we're always supposed to make fun of Archie Bunker, right? Archie Bunker's supposed to be the ugly American when he would tell like Meathead, if you don't like it, get out of the country. But like that that hijab thing was the most ridiculous, like frighteningly stupid. Frighteningly stupid. Like women in Iran in like nineteen seventy nine had protests mm -hmm. like we don't want to wear the hijab. We don't want to do it. And they were silenced by uh, the, the brutal overlords of, uh, you know, the what is it, if they're Sunnis or Shias or whatever. Theocracy, in either way. Like, you have to wear this headscarf, this head covering, or we will beat you. We will or beat you up. So to have, like, this, this woman who's like, hey, let's all wear hijabs and march for women's rights is the ultimate in stupid. Oh, man. You know, it's like, what yeah. do you want to do? We're going to march for women's rights. Yeah. Are you going to wear your hijab? Yeah, because if I don't, my husband's going to beat me. Like, how is that? That's the symbol of oppression. That's a symbol of oppression. Well, let me ask well, you and I, I actually commented on that, and all I got back was, why do you hate Muslims? I don't hate Muslims. I hate the symbolism of yeah. clothing that women are required to wear or maybe get acid thrown in their face being used as a symbol of women's empowerment. That just makes no sense. Yeah, that was one. That was one of the, there was a lot of tweets yesterday that had the theme of like, hey, you guys going to march down by the Saudi uh, embassy? Like, why don't you if you're marching in D.C., why don't you just keep continue marching and stop right in front of the, the uh, Saudi uh, embassy and let those guys know what you think about women's rights? I don't think they did. I don't think no, they did. I don't think well, so, I wanted so. to ask you both when the mayor of New York City, de Blasio, Ugh. Oh. when he protests. Yeah. Okay. Like he did in New York City. Can can you guys tell me? Is there any angle you can give me that makes that not be anything other than his own personal interest? And because like he doesn't have New York City in his best interest when he does that. Would you say? I, I, I don't even right? see. I don't even know what he's protesting. Like, what are these people protesting? Like, they nothing lost has happened. An election. Well, I mean, obviously they had to get these permits and they had to make all these arrangements ahead of time. So I think what it was supposed to be was like supposed to be a big yay women. Because like Hillary was supposed to win and then it was going to be yay woman power. We broke the glass ceiling. Let's keep going. That kind of a thing. And then because Donald Trump won, it turned into a protest march. But I, I honestly don't know what de Blasio's protesting. I really don't. 
Well, there was I a don't guy. know what any of them are protesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you, just first started. of all, that's like getting booed when you hit the stage as a comic. A yeah, buddy of mine, I, I mean, years look, ago, did Evening at the Apollo. You know, because that's like the thing that you want to do. Yeah, as a comedian, yeah, absolutely. Do so he does Evening at the Apollo, and they're like, "Please welcome, you know, uh, Robert." Blah, 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 blah. He takes one step on on the, onto the stage. They see they see he's white. And boo, boo, and like he—I don't even think he touched the microphone. Really, <laughs> he just kept walking across the stage. Well, but Stacy, you were saying something. I've already said some of it. He's openly supports gay marriage. You can pee wherever you want to in Trump Tower. Um, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner came to the inauguration. Um, he's talked about expanding the earned income tax credit. He's talked about mandatory maternity leave. He has talked about the family-friendly policies that some feminists have been fighting for for years. The only thing, the only thing that maybe might happen, according to the Republican Congress, not even Donald Trump, is they may not put any more federal funds into planned parenthood which i'm fine with me too yeah like because you know what the I'm, cool i'm part not is? gonna pay for it some some idiot protester had a sign like if we're if we have to pay for our tampons men have to pay for their razors like we do <laughs> we do yeah. like no one no, there's no magic government fairy that just like here you go guy like, well, is there a line i don't know about we didn't give it out raises i swear well, and then she she had the gall and the audacity after complaining about the price of female products to tape a bunch of them to her sign. Yeah, yeah. Did you pay for those? There Did was you? a great <laughs> there was a great uh, protest sign, and uh, Kat Timpf was talking about it last night on Fox. But it's I, I somebody tweeted a photograph of it. Like their protest sign just said, "I have concerns." <laughs> <laughs> I saw a great one, too. It said, someday I hope to have as many rights as a gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then somebody like uh, wrote back, what? You don't want to be allowed in an airport? You don't want to be able to go to a school? You don't want to be banned in a hospital? You don't want to be able to go? It was, that was Here's awesome. Here's the even better part. You want to be owned? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, I, I think it's great that these women went out and, you know, they, they, they marched and they rallied and they all got together. That's all fantastic. My big beef is they left their garbage everywhere. Oh, my God. It that was drives terrible. me crazy. Oh, man. We did a joke about it on, uh, on the flip side. Uh, season one. Season one. These people go out and they have a giant protest on Earth Day about climate change, right? They leave behind tons of garbage. Mm -hmm. Like they just drop their signs wherever they want to, uh, soda bottles, just just garbage everywhere. And then, uh, of course, the Tea Party has a rally. Now, the Tea Party, those people are the worst people ever. Racists. It's like they had, it's like they had a protest in in Yellowstone National Park and you know like leave nothing but footprints. They picked up every scrap yeah, of garbage. Yeah. The place is pristine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those the, those Tea Party people, they're the worst. Littering is like, and I gotta say, because I lived for years in New York City, I owned an apartment right, and was able to buy it because I lived on Ninety Sixth on the Upper East Side, and you basically had to just go downtown, like two blocks beyond me, it started to turn a little bit. Yeah, you know the neighborhood would get a little shoddy. And in these less than a, a desirable neighborhoods, when I'd walk through them and stuff, they, the way they litter, it's like, it's it's ignorant, man. Like, they'd be at a red light, and they open up, and they dump their McDonald's out. And I've gone up to the red light and knock on the window. I'm like, you dropped this. And they get in my face. And I'm like, you live here. This is the dumbest. 
it just it blows my mind that people litter. I, I take it so personal. It's yeah. It should be. You should immediately if a, tick, a cop sees you, it should be a bigger deal than it is. I actually saw. Remember the old Chris Rock show on HBO? Yes. He had Jesse Jackson on, and he was talking about what they can do with the ghettos and slums and all this stuff. And Jesse Jackson's like, "Well, America needs to. Uh, we need more funding for the hospital, and we need more money for the hospital, and some money for the hospital." And Chris Rock, I hear you, man. I hear you. But can't a brother pick up a piece of trash? <laughs> can't a brother pick up a piece of trash? <laughs> and that's exactly how I feel. Of course it looks like crap. You're yeah. littering everywhere. Yeah. Then that, the minute you see litter, then you go, well, they got to pick that thing up anyway, so I may as well put my thing next right? to my thing. Yeah. <laughs> now the whole street becomes <laughs> yeah. a garbage can. Well, yeah, the Women's March, they would have, they, they'd get a lot more sympathy uh, from me if they would have cleaned up after themselves. And, uh, Stacey, I give myself a huge pat on the back uh, for the things I did not tweet. <laughs> I am so proud of you, Michael. I would just like to say this. The idea that they call it a women's march is a complete misnomer. Oh, really? That wasn't a... If you look at the list of partners, okay, on the website, that wasn't a women's march. That was a really upset social, social justice warrior, far-left progressive march because we're still mourning the fact Hillary lost. That's what that was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's, it was, yeah, a big social justice march. Michael Moore, who, uh. Uh, yeah, as he struggles to rip newspaper. That was, uh, that was hilarious that to watch. That wasn't even it, the whole newspaper. You know it. There is no way he could one rip through like an entire newspaper. But it's that great. Was, like, he had literally that... just the front page, and he ripped it. Yeah, he had the front page section, but there was like a false start. You know, if you look at, and I, 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 just, I just love it. Like Michael Moore's, yeah. like Trump seizes power. No, he doesn't. And he goes to dramatically rip, like, and then he there's like a false start, and then he has to like really bear down and do it. Oh, but that was I mean, hilarious. My favorite are also just question. like you guys uh -oh, said, the Bill de Blasio's and, the, and the, the senators that go out, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris. I mean, isn't there at some point um, something that just says, hey, if you're a member of the government, maybe you best not protest the government. Like, have a little class. Oh, there's zero. There's zero class had. Elizabeth Warren, here's what I want to do. And this is just horribly like it's just south of racist yeah. i guess what's that with not left not dead on racist like you know at in the the college i forget maybe it's duke or, or one of those college basketball their fans they'll always open up the business section of the paper when somebody's trying to make a free throw yes yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, like they're ignoring you right we're yeah. ignoring you yep. by looking at the business section of the paper very clever i, I would it. love is it right <laughs> so uh, i'd like to get like a couple hundred people uh, to go to win Elizabeth Warren, who famously claimed to be like 125th, uh, you know, Cherokee or whatever. And whenever she gives a speech, you just do the classic. Up until a point in time, she was actually a registered Republican. She'll do anything. And I mean, like, till 1996. I mean, she was, she was, she's been a Republican longer than she's been this, like, rabid progressive leftist. Yeah, she'll do anything. All right, Pete, you had a question. Yes. Um, you know, you guys both being more informed than me, when they protest Trump, uh, aside from the women's situation and then how he has his self-business interests um, also at heart. Yeah. 
it, the Clinton Foundation, would you say that that was any less having your own business interests uh, at heart and any less uh, probably crooked than what's oh the Trump? Oh, my God, it was like worse. It was, it was much, much bigger. However, uh, and this is where I'll give the Clintons being very smart. Like Trump has little properties all over the world, yeah. right? So he can't really like close down a hotel or close down a building. The thing with the Clinton Foundation uh like she took, what was it, like a third? Was it a third or a fifth of all of her money to run for president was supplied by Saudi Arabia, uh-huh. right? Like these giant, but it was all going to one place. So if she was elected, wow. if she was elected president, all she has to do is say, listen, we're going to shut down the, fo- the foundation. It's just one phone call. Let's shut her down. And then everybody's happy. But, but oddly like, enough, she, she lost and they shut way. it down. Say what? They lost and they she lost and they shut down the Clinton Global Initiative. Well, they shut it down because everybody that money stopped rolling in because you're paying for that access. You're paying for that. Ooh, she likes me. I gave her a couple mm-hmm. million bucks. Yeah. And now she's not going to be president. So, hey, Makes can I get a couple? Shadier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's still that one, I believe, is still under FBI investigation. That's what uh-huh. I love about the Trump. Everyone thinks. It's the it's so much more than just the man. It's it's what he represents. It's for the first time ever we have a guy in that's not beholden to anybody. That's so exciting. And if he spends his free time tweeting to try and get the truth out, although the, the misspellings, there's nothing I can say about that. That's completely. <laughs> but if he does that instead of golf, then that's his thing, man. Yeah. But like you know, I mean, no one said anything. Obama lived on the golf course. It was driving me nuts. He said something kind of hokey in his uh, inauguration speech. Trump did. Yeah. He goes, "I'm just the messenger. I'm just." And I'm like, that is so like super hokey. Don't try to be that guy. <laughs> if you were that guy, guy, we wouldn't have voted for you, guy. All right, you're not him. Yeah, that's not what you are. But in a way, he is. In a way, like, listen, and this is what the left doesn't understand. People like you and I mm-hmm. who, who voted for Trump, we if he does some jackhole maneuver, we will turn on him so fast. Yes. It'll make your head spin. Yeah. Right? We yeah. will turn on him bigly. Don't so, worry, yeah, he will do the will of the people. Everybody who voted <laughs> for Trump, it's like we're vouching for this guy. So trust me, we're watching him even closer than you are. It's right. They're going to eat pro Russia, and they own Syria, all right? It's like we invited our buddy to a party, right? And everybody's like, is your buddy cool? And we're like, he's fine, he's fine. <laughs> and he's starting to get a little, he's starting to act up, and then you have to take yeah. him outside like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, what are yeah, you doing? Yeah. You don't take, no, those are his last two beers. You don't take those. I, I'm already predicting four years in, he's in over his head, and he does one of these things where... Uh, I did. I, I'm done. I did everything I could. My work, like, like you know, just kind of step away where there's still more work to be done. I hope not. Uh, I got, I got big aspirations, but as far as him being so pompous, I really feel like it took a man that pompous to get the attention of everybody. And 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 I'm, I, I respect that he never let up on the gas pedal. And I love the two fingers, the thumb and the finger together when he te- speaks with the three other fingers up. Oh, yeah. That's so make it like York, okay sign. Oh, no, let me, and, no, and these people, and these he's like De Niro eating dinner and good Goodfellas. I love it. So, anyway, we shall see. Uh, uh, I, something, something great happened yesterday. Something absolutely great happened yesterday, and no one's really talking about it, so we'll talk about it here on the Loftus Party. There was this fakey little war 
that the media was drumming up saying like, ooh, Trump doesn't get along with the intelligence agencies. Trump doesn't like the intelligence. He's got he's got real issues with them. He's got real issues. And then it was like this little quiet, steady drumbeat of the mainstream media going, he's going to have a real problem. If he can't trust the CIA, he's going to have a real problem. He can't go to war with these people. So yesterday, in the middle of the afternoon, he goes down to the CIA, right? Uh-huh. And he's talking to a bunch of people who work there, and he's like, listen, I love you guys. Right. I, I got your back. Nobody loves you more than me, and we're going to go get the bad guys. We are now going to make them pay. And the room's like, yeah! Applause. So instantly, it's it was hilarious to watch how fast the mainstream media just dropped that story. Okay, I guess we're not going to get any traction with the he hates the CIA, so let's go on to crowd size. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Oh. You know what's really great? You can't even, like, in this environment, you can't even opt to be not upset. Yeah. Like, you can't choose not to be outraged on one side or the other. If you're not wearing a jersey, you're going to get beat up by both sides. Like, I tweeted out last night, um, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't care about crowd size. This is the dumbest conversation ever. Yeah. And, oh, my God, the outrage that people levied at me for not being outraged, I've never seen that before in my life. Oh, that's funny. Now, here's the other thing, and maybe you know about this. Somebody keeps saying that, like, the New York Times showed, like, a Photoshopped uh, picture of the inauguration or a misleading picture, and I don't know what evidence there is of that. Neither do I, but at this point, I'll just be very blunt, and, you know, I normally try to keep it rather clean, but this is nothing but a big a big dick measuring contest. That's all this is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, and, and, absolutely. And, I mean, you send, out, you send out angry little Spice, Sean Spicer, an angry little man in an angry voice in a bad suit, okay, who goes all stompy foot and gives more numbers that nobody can verify until you sell tickets to the inauguration and you actually have a people counting turnstile when people come in, we should just stop talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's the dumbest conversation ever. Although I find it's interesting that like Brit Hume, who I respect Brit Hume as a as a journalist, mm-hmm. he, he said a little something. He's like, this picture is mi- mis- misleading. Like I was there when Trump took the oath and there was a lot more people. So I think what the, like CNN and they probably just used a photo from earlier in the day before everybody got in there. Or a different angle or whatever. Again, I just, I mean, I find the whole conversation just very tiresome. Can we move on to important stuff? Can we talk a little bit more about the deficit that needs to be cut before Trump should sign a sign a budget? Can we talk a little more about how we're going to dismantle Obamacare? Can we talk a little more about the fact that the climate change page is off the White House website, which I think is freaking awesome? Um, you know, can we talk a little more about some stuff that actually matters? Because this really doesn't. Well, it's weird. It's like all in the way you frame it, because the thing that's interesting to me is that the media goes to these lengths to delegitimize. It's not about crowd size. Uh-uh. Like, I, I really don't care. It, I, I honestly don't care about the actual crowd size. No. What I do care about is the New York Times, CNN, and these other media outlets trying to undercut the presidency. That's like, oh, look how unpopular he is. Look how unpopular. Like, there's, yeah. you're, you're, now you're going out of your way to undercut the guy. And I'm, I'm media bias is where I lay Well, now, let's also just take a little common sense to the whole thing. And I know people don't like it when I do this, but a lot of Trump's support was in flyover country. A lot of Obama's support was along the coast. Who had an easier time traveling 
on a Friday afternoon to see the inauguration of their president? The people who live in Nebraska or the people who live in Virginia? Well, let's just make I mean, it even simpler than that, Stacy. Quite frankly, who would you rather see? A Beyonce concert or a Lee Greenwood concert? Yeah, well. <laughs> I got no problem. And you know what? Even more so, the less stars that are there, the more I like it. Because when stars are on board with you, it's usually not the things that matter most right now in this country. I don't care what they have to say. All the celebrities that come forward. Oh, yeah. So, so And at the end of the day, it is a concert. So there's even that. You know, who's yeah. coming for Lee Greenwood? And, uh, and that's the tweet. That's the tweet that I had yesterday that I thought was a home run. An absolute home run tweet, and it didn't, you know. Yeah, it was like, it was like a, I go, uh, liberals tell all these performers, if you show up, we'll kill you, uh-huh. right? Like yeah. like the blind singer, uh, Andrea Bocelli. He's like, he was going to perform, but then death threats, he said no. So my tweet was, uh, the left says, if you show up, we'll kill you. Then the right goes, yikes, I guess we shouldn't go. And then the left says, look, nobody showed up. Uh, <laughs> see, that's how I. I got an applause. I got applause. You know, you know what performer that did show up that I thought was great? Who? Toby Keith, a lifelong Blue Dog Democrat from Oklahoma, came and played. I think that's awesome. Absolutely, oh, it, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Check. There's no Toby Keiths in Manhattan, is there? Right? I don't no. know. What? No, there might not. be, but I mean, most of those <laughs> restaurants are like in the heartland. Oh, yeah. I love this bar. <laughs> that, and that's the other thing, and that goes to the Women's March as well. It's like if you took if you took Los Angeles out of the equation, just take L.A. out of the equation, mm-hmm. Donald Trump probably wins the popular vote, mm-hmm. right? And it's like in these big, giant metropolitan areas, New York, Chicago, L.A., those people use those government services more. You've got more people living on the government dime. Yes. So then, oh, let's we should get together in March. And so, of course, they do. Uh, and they also and uh, listen. And then the, you cannot compare Trump's inauguration with Obama's because that was that was special. I mean, it was like there wasn't yeah. an, an element to it that like, yeah, we're pretty cool. Right. Like, yeah, we're not racist. We're not bad people. The president's black. Yeah, here we go. I think we're all proud of that. No matter who, if a Republican or Democrat, when Obama got in, that was a proud moment for America, man. Exactly. It was like the accumulation of everything Martin Luther King dreamed. Right. And now I feel like, okay, we did that. We We tried it out. Now we're going to go back to business as usual. You don't mind? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, right. here, here's the here's the other thing that I love. You can't win the popular vote in the presidential election. That's not even a contest. And so I'm getting really sick of them talking about it. Oh, yeah. If you win the popular vote in the presidential election, unless you won the electoral vote, what did you win? Nothing. Right. Now, chances are, and this I had the, I had this uh, disagreement with Andrew Apple uh, a long time ago. Chances are, if you get the most votes, you'll also get the Electoral College. Mm-hmm. Usually those two things go hand in hand. Yes, but they usually do. God bless the Founding Fathers for the Electoral College. Oh, boy. Smartest yeah. thing, well, not the smartest, but one of the smartest things they ever did. Well, to do it any other way puts the states subservient to the federal government, and that was never the intention. Because yeah. for all of my lovely, progressive, liberal friends, here's the awesome thing, Right. Federal law is the least restrictive law. So if you want to fund the heck out of Planned Parenthood in a blue state, you can. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, yeah. Can st- I- they, can, they can have socialized medicine in their state. Go for it. 
Yeah, we all I, want and, and that's one of the things that I've I've said before on uh, on the TV show. Like, how is Massachusetts doing? Like, mm-hmm. Massachusetts has like single payer whatever this supposedly this idyllic. Uh, uh, healthcare system. If it's that good, people will emulate it. Yeah. So okay. let's like let's look at the books. I think I think it's subsidized uh, to like the tune of like five hundred million bucks a year by the federal government. How? But so that's kind of cheating. But like if somebody can figure it out, I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm all for it. Well, before this ends, I have to ask one question, Mike. To you that I wanted to ask uh, before I left. In a nutshell, my wife is uh, at a library with my daughter during the inauguration, and the TV's on in the background with no volume, and there's another woman there. My wife voted for Trump, and my wife said that she goes, oh, is the inauguration on? And the woman goes, yep, there's nothing we can do about it now. (laughs) My wife goes, goes, I didn't say anything, but I'm really tired of not being able to say that I did vote for him, and I'm also tired of people just assuming that you didn't vote for him. And my question to you, Mike, with your show here and you, Stace, and everything you guys believe in here, instinctually, when do you feel we can pop our heads out of the ground and start to tell people we did vote for Trump? When will people start to do that? I don't think we oh, can. Well, Michael hasn't been shy about it since day one. No, I know, but Mike I have, is, I have uh, bitten, I have, I have bitten my tongue at work. It's like the Munchkins in the Wizard of Oz when the witch comes out and goes, <laughs> "Come out, come out, come out now." <laughs> It's true, but, like, I had this conversation with my wife. It's like you cannot be happy about it. You have to put on this thing like, wow, I guess we're in for it. You know, like this kind of this faky pseudo disappointed look. Yeah. And there was some like I this, just live in a totally different world. You, you really uh, you <laughs> I, do yeah, I just I, you guys are both in a big blue dot. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the measures of how overwhelmingly Hillary Clinton won New York and L.A., it's yeah. insane. If I go to my regular bar on Friday night, which I did, it was packed with people watching the inauguration and cheering. Oh, that's awesome. Because here it's like invasion of the body snatches. <laughs> and then they give me a Don't bunch of shit because to... they know I didn't vote for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You're, I'm jealous. I'm jealous because uh, in Los Angeles, my wife, maybe I'm talking out of school here, uh, where my kids go to school, the guy who teaches social studies is like, uh, we're going to watch the inauguration. We're going to watch, you know, the class is going to watch the president get sworn in. And there was there was parents who were like, I don't want to send my kid to school that day. Oh, my goodness. Yes, like, because watching the peaceful transfer of power, and it was, it absolutely was. The inauguration went off without a hitch, which is the hallmark of our democracy or republic. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be a bad thing for them to see. What? That's, that's that's setting a worse example for your kid. Exactly. We didn't get our way, so let's not look. Yeah. Look at your president. Look at the class and dignity Obama handed over to Baton with. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you follow no. his lead, folks? Now, Why I did, do have I'm, to say, Michelle was, made some really awful faces. Oh, yeah. She was brownie. She was, <laughs> she right, was, oh, brownie, she was brownie face McGee. Yeah. I mean, she was handed a gift in what looked like a Tiffany's box. It was that aqua blue. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And she had the crappiest look on her face. I'm like, even if I don't like that woman, if she hands me something from Tiffany's, I'm probably going to smile. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, yeah. It really is. An, it, it's like, really, you're basically saying you broke it so bad that the guy who used to host a game show has got to take it over. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, there's a there's a great saying going around social media right now regarding yesterday's march. Oh yeah, what is it? Trump got more women off their butts to move than Michelle Obama did in eight years. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Trump Trump got more yeah Trump got more fat women to walk in one day than uh-huh. Michelle Obama did in eight years. <clears throat> That's a good one. Yeah, That's I thought fantastic. that was pretty funny. Okay, well we gotta we're gonna we're gonna bring this puppy home. Uh, with some Michael-topias. Now, here's how my... You, you probably don't have any ready, Pete. Right. But maybe you will as we go. Uh, in Michael-topia, we have a different set of rules. See, like like the world we live in, there's some crazy BS rules that don't make a lot of sense. But in Michael-topia, there's a different set of rules and everything make, makes sense. All right. Example. Uh, in Michael-topia, if you have a well-organized, peaceful protest and a giant march... You have to clean up after yourself. <laughs> if you don't clean up, you're not allowed to march again. There you go. That's that's my Michaeltopia. Stacy, you got one? In Michaeltopia, if I'm not upset about something, that's okay. You don't get to yell at me for not being upset. Yeah, in Michaeltopia, there's no more obligation to be upset. I understand yes. that you're upset, but if I'm not right there with you, uh, don't be upset with me. Exactly. All righty. You got uh, one? Yeah. Uh-oh, here we go. In Lycotopia, for me, uh, you are, as an American citizen, allowed to know exactly what hair product your president is putting in his hair. In case <laughs> I think he's just using, like, like old-school hairspray. It, I mean, I even watched him walk away, and it still didn't move. It was a, I, I'd like to know. I know they can't endorse, but, like, wouldn't you love to know Obama what toothpaste to use? <laughs> what was his shampoo? Like, you know, just to know he was a perk guy. Who knows? I, but I don't I think know. Would... I think the hair was simplified on Inauguration Day. It looked a lot calmer than it has traditionally. I think he's done something different. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, but yeah. I would like to know. I bet it's some like low end, like super maybe Aquanet, Aquanet, Aquanet or <laughs> yeah, Rain Dance. I don't know. But what do you that think is. he just does a bar of Dove soap, <laughs> like on the body? I don't know. That's very odd. All right. Anyway, bro, I bet he, I bet he moisturizes. I got one more. Thank you for having me. I got one more. Uh, in Michaeltopia, if you feel you have to burn things and beat people up because you are morally obligated to beat people up because they are less than you, you are the fascist. <laughs> it is unbelievable. <clears throat> These kids on Inauguration Day, they're going to go beat people up because they're saying you're a fascist. And they're, they're dressed in black hoods and black masks and, and punching people in the head and strangling people like, you're the fascist. It drives well, but in, me crazy. In Michaeltopia, we have a good educational system, so those kids would have actually learned what a fascist is. They just say it. They don't know what it means. Yes, they don't know what fascism is. I don't think they really know who Hitler was. They don't no. know that we live in a constitutional republic. Uh, they're just morons who like setting trash cans on fire. I don't even think they know there's a C in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, do me a favor and go to theloftestparty.com. You got to check out all the great. Uh, we, have you been there yet? No. Oh, dude, we got these insanely cool blogs. There's merchandise. Uh, there's links to clips of the TV show. We got more new episodes of The Flip Side coming out soon. Stacy writes a ton of great articles. So, hey, uh, have a great week, everybody. We have only just begun. This is like day one of the Trump administration. Cue like the Darth Vader theme. <laughs> 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 <laughs>